Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Book Journeys Radio, an interview series for authors in transformation. From the basic fundamentals of selecting a book topic and overcoming writer's block to advanced techniques for publishing and marketing your books. Don't forget to check out our complete schedule and archive shows at blogtalkradio.com forward slash book dash journeys. Now, get ready to make a difference with your book with your host, founder of the Author Incubator, Dr. Angela Loria. Well, hey, everybody. We are back at Book Journey Radio. Every week on the show, we talk to another author about their journey from idea to best-selling book. Um, We have a special treat for you guys this week. I'm really excited to talk to Alina Frank. She is an EFT tapping coach and master trainer, and more importantly for this show, she is the author of how to Want Sex Again. Alina, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Awesome. So let's get started by, I, I think your your title is sort of self-explanatory. We're uh, pushing the envelope here today. But tell people what the book is about and who it's for. Yeah, the book is really for any woman that finds herself really struggling in the area of intimacy, physical intimacy, and in especially in their romantic relationship. Um, and it just encompasses so much. And we really, in our busy lives and with all of our responsibilities, as women of a certain age, it kind of goes on the back burner. And... Sometimes we don't realize it's gone until something like the cosmic two-by-four hits us. And mm. uh, the way to help women go through the process of healing themselves and looking for answers um, and, and finding ways to overcome this challenge that is just so pervasive. So did you know that this was uh the topic that you were going to write about obviously you're you're a long-time EFT trainer with lots of experience in different issues how did this become the topic for your book yeah this the topic of of this is is it it's really because it became personal for me like it was there was a this was a something that I had struggled with, but you know it was the it was the big bad dirty secret under the carpet um, that mm. I didn't want to face or or realize was happening to me. Um, I was in a sexless relationship for ten years, and then I started getting clients that would talk to me about this over and over and over again, and friends who were openly talking about this. And I felt really uncomfortable because, you know, as coaches and people in in personal development and are into spirituality, we really want to live authentic lives. And here I was out there, and uh, this was something that I really struggled with, and it just started showing up again and again and again and again. And then another thing, the perfect storm of all of this, was also that my kids were about to enter um, adolescence and talking to them openly about sex, and I really couldn't come from a from a very truthful place, and that made me feel really uncomfortable. 
So I set out to work through this myself, and with the experience that I had of working with this through, with my clients, um, I was able to resolve it for myself. And really, on the other side, you look back, and there are so many things that it affects in your life that you you just don't realize how how bad it was until you you're happy on the other side and and realize, boy, it was like a dimmer switch went on and and had turned down all the juice and the vitality and the the colorfulness of the world and you we you know we just we don't think about it that way but i think being fully sexual is um is an amazing gift that we have to experience as human beings and and there's there's just so much in that for us to experience why not um, so, in a nutshell, that's that's what happened, and that's how I got involved in this. And 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 I had to really overcome a lot of my fears uh, about putting that out there and being known as kind of the sex expert. Yeah, um, let's talk about that because <laughs> this is very personal, and yeah. and your personal story comes up in the book. So, how did you how did you get your head around that, or how did you decide um, that that was the right thing for you? Yeah, I think how I how I chose to approach it, and really with with your help of of really getting my head around who I wanted to address. I am not the person swinging from chandeliers in Vegas, you know, doing the porn you know summit or whatever. That's not me. <laughs> That's not going to be me. And I felt that. I needed to feel comfortable enough to share this to the for the average woman and um and not from a from that other place. And so just going back and looking at my upbringing and the challenges I had, you know, growing up Catholic, growing up Latina, all these things we shouldn't be talking about them and I just thought, well, somebody's got to talk to these women that feel exactly the way that I do. And so, you know, we have tools, we have friends, we have support, and in your program we have a team. So I had a lot of support in um, in getting through that. And, um, yeah, so now I'm I'm thrilled that I, that I did. I'm really, really happy that I did. So if somebody else is going through this, they have a personal story they want to tell, and they want to help people, but they're also maybe afraid of being seen or how people will perceive them after they write their book. Is there anything you wish you knew or you wish someone told you before you wrote your book? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you when when you have the idea, when it comes to you, like it did several times for me in like the middle of the night or I'd be in a meditation and I'd feel the book coming and, and making its 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 presence known to me and um and journaling it would come up and then thinking about what am I what are my long term plans and the book would show up there and that sort of thing happens to you. Um, you you really are like okay, so let's let's explore this. At some point, you 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 take it more seriously. You make a call or two. You you start to pursue it. But what you really don't know is how incredible it is once it's actually done. And 
you you just don't know that until it's in your hands and when you see it go live and when you start to hear from people that you've affected with your work and getting it out there mm-hmm. on a in a much bigger arena having people send you letters and cards and thank yous and I mean I've just been moved to tears by some of the things that I've gotten from from readers so you don't you don't expect that you sort of think it's my personal journey yes there's a part of me that needs to get this out in the world but it's all about me and my process and this that and the other and and I'm just here to say you're helping so many people you you just need to know that you're you're going to be reaching masses and just the right people are going to find your book in some magical way and it and they'll say my gosh you you were speaking directly to me and um there's there's a magic to that that you just aren't aware of when you're when you're in that process or at the beginning so let's talk about some of your favorite moments what are some of the best things that have happened to you as an author conversations you've had opportunities you've had um, what, what's some of the best stuff that's happened to you since your book was published? Yeah, so I've had a number of co- people just show up and say, I'm ready to work with you, and there was no – they didn't even book a consult with me. They just um, – they, they said, that's it. I, 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 I know that you're, you're the person that I want to work with, and I, I don't even need to have a conversation with you. Just let, let's book it. When are you available? So that's – kind of fun when that happens. Um mm-hmm. and, yeah. Um and then and some other fun things is I I've had a number of people call me or email me from different countries that want to possibly think about um they want to know if, if this is gonna go out in a in a in another language. So that's Foreign rights. I love yep. it. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, I've had um, I've had a, a few speaking engagements already through this, and there's a there's a conference in Belgium that um, wants me to go and speak um, next next year. No, yeah, later this year I think they want me to go over and and speak. Um, and so that those are kind of the the fun things that have happened. And I just expect them to happen pretty frequently because I, the book just actually it was out it was out on e on as an ebook in November and it's it's just gone to um, to print as a paperback and I so and I already can feel that 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 that's going to even take it a, just a step higher that um, totally. I'm already in calls and comments and. Um, book signing parties and the place where I work happens to be um, where I've rented out a small office office um, space is East West Books and they've already asked me like okay so what are we going to do for when your book comes out and so it, it's it's all very exciting I, I just know that, that so much more is going to happen but those are some of the the fun things and and some of the and the synchronicities that happen um, just you know, sitting next to someone on a plane and and they'll say, mm. you know, start talking to me about relationships and and I'll say, Well, I just wrote a book about and they'll say they'll just look at me wide eyed like, Really? That's exactly what's going on in my life. So, um and then I can just directly send them to the book. I love it. That is so and it's so funny how like 
those people, like you just end up sitting next to the right people and having the right conversations. But when you have a book, it just makes it so simple to explain what you do, especially with a title like yours. It just sort of, they're okay. We're going to go deep. We're not going to mess around on this flight. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that there isn't anything... You know, I, I teach marketing so I to my students, and and I, I have to say this is just one of the best tools out there for really establishing yourself as an expert in some particular area. There's something about a book. There's just something about it that just mm-hmm. people like this. Totally. So have other ideas from for books come to you since your book has come out? Do you think this is the first of many, or do you think this is kind of like a one-shot deal? Um, well, my, it's funny that you should say that. I um, I was talking to a, a, a good family friend who is a, a very gifted intuitive, and she said to me, yeah, this is, just get ready because this isn't this isn't the last one. This is just the first of of more. And you know, I if you had said that to me or if she had said that to me before this one, I would have said you're out of you're out of your mind. It's hard enough for me to you know get the first one done. Um, but I have to tell you, you really you you've got this amazing system in place so that once you say yes. It is easier than you than 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 you ever did it on your own before, and all the attempts before. And there is a step by step, very clear process. And um, I mean, I heard you say many times, "This is happening. <laughs> this is going to happen." <laughs> and um, and so yeah, it it did. So then the possibility of doing it again and having more is. Um, is not as overwhelming for sure and definitely a possibility. So let's let's talk a little bit about um the past experiences you had uh writing a book or trying to write a book. Was this the first time you tried to write or had you tried before? So I had tried to write before. It came, it just was many different ways of attempting to to start, get it started. You know that we're we're just at the end of February. I know everybody at the beginning of the year starts with these New Year's resolutions. I can't mm-hmm. tell you. I think, yeah, two or three years. One of my things on my list was this is the year of books getting done. You know. <laughs> And, so um, why do you think why do you think it was different this time? Why do you think you finished? What do you think was different than all? Because I think when people make themselves that promise, and maybe if you go back there and remember when you made yourself that promise, it yeah. really feels real. Like yeah. it doesn't feel like 2012 might be the year I write a book. You're like absolutely like 2012. This is the year, and then all of a sudden it's 2013 and you haven't done it. <laughs> So why so why do you think that what you wanted me to answer why I Yeah, think why that do that, you think this time this promise came true whereas other times you'd promised yourself and it didn't? Yeah, because I think that you you know when you say I'm going to write a book, that's 
a personal declaration that you are going to do this. And you really don't think in terms of a lot of help. You think in terms of I've got to just write this out, nose to the grindstone, make sure that I have nothing going on, um, or maybe take a sabbatical in Bali for six months, and then, uh-huh. and of course, it doesn't right. happen. The old sabbatical in Bali. We've all got that on our to-do list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That time when I have four weeks clear with nothing else going on and just the blue ocean and me and my computer. Exactly. And and that doesn't happen. And what ends up happening is that you just you feel kind of guilty that you've made yourself that promise and and there's some shame that you've committed to doing it and you haven't done it and and you sheepishly tell people, Yeah, there's a book on its way and and but when you have the sort of support that you provide and and you know, real solid people holding your hand and saying, You can do this and here is here's step one and this is what we need and let's get through it and what what can I do to to help you through this? Um what and what questions you have that we can answer. Um and you know you have you have the experience to know step one, step two, step three. Um, then it's pretty it's it's pretty simple to follow a process. You know it, you got to put some some time into it. But even that, you have some great suggestions for how to make that space, how to open up that space in your life when you think it's impossible to do so. How much of an influence do you think that making investments, I know you, you made a couple of significant investments in your book, how, how much do you think making those investments increased the likelihood of you finishing? Yeah, well, I think that it, it, it absolutely does. I mean, we know that in, um, in the coaching world that when you don't have any skin in it, then, then it's not likely to happen. I, I, I tell my students that, you know, the, the clients that come to you and they say, I've been saving for a year to work with you, um, and you know that they have. You know that they just don't have that money laying around. Those are going to be your best clients ever. They're always going to do their homework. They're going to come to you motivated. They are ready. They know it's going to happen. They're excited for the change that they've just made a solid investment in. Versus, you know, um, early on, I don't, I don't allow this anymore. But I early on, someone would say, you know, I just like, I just like my husband to work with you, and so I'm going to pay for yeah. this. I'm going to gift him a session. <laughs> yes. And you know that's Which a seems disaster. like such a that's good a idea. Wreck. Right. <laughs> so but like you go to a hair salon or a massage studio, like they have gift certificates. Like it seems like a similar business. But, no, the, um, yeah, the gifting a session is a big no. Right. So when I said this is the money that I'm going to invest in this, 
And um, yeah, it was like I took a deep breath and I said, "Okay, this is this is what it's going to take um, for me to feel like it's it's happening." And I and I know that the um, what I'm going to get out of it is is so much more. Um, and not just that I'd have a book at the end of the process, but that I that I would, like I said, ha- have really good support along the way. And um, yeah, and and yeah, I mean, definitely when you when you invest, make a large investment, then you know it's going to happen. Just a knowing, real knowing. Right? Yeah. Did so uh, of all the other times that you had thought about writing a book, maybe jotted down ideas on backs of envelopes, or made that New Year's New Year's Eve promise to yourself that you were going to write a book. Had you previously made an investment and then not finished it? Oh yeah, yeah. I had I had made those. I you know I also had the idea of and I I had when I started working with you. I already had two contracts in hand, um, <laughs> and I had a connection with Hay House, and uh-huh. I and I still had a feeling that it wouldn't happen. <laughs> And wow. I had a, yeah, and I and I really sat and you know did my praying and meditating and all of that to 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 come to the conclusion that that this was the best direction for having something that was completely my own and that I said it in the way that I wanted to say it and would make the biggest impact. Um, for me personally and for the people I wanted to reach. I knew that it was the the right the right vehicle and yeah, it was a, it was the right decision. So thanks, Angela. Wow, I love that. All right, so let's talk about um let's talk about what was different about the process than you expected. I think we all imagine what writing a book and being an author is going to be like. How has it been different than you might have expected? <sighs> I the the actual process of coming up with a you know an ideal reader is something that you know I hadn't really done before to the level that your program kind of insists on. Um, mhm. So I that really was my I, I'm sure everyone has a little bit of resistance to that or a lot of resistance to that. And that was really different. Like, I thought I was writing this academic textbook, you know? <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, and when I let go of that and get started getting into the feeling of, okay, I'm always going to look from the perspective of this person that is looking for help and not too sure about it. And, yeah, I'm going to pick up this book because of the title, but I, I'm i feeling a bit uncomfortable. And I know that I know that person well. That person was me, and that person is, you know, the women in my, in my, um, in my practice. So I, I knew that, that there was, um, there was, there was a real gift in really focusing really hyper focusing on listening through the voice of that woman and what she really needed and um and that was really So when you st- 
say that, it sounds really easy. Like, what else would you do? Who else's eye would you look through? Um, but tell me where that got hard for you, either in writing the chapters or coming up with the concept or titling the book or the cover. Like, where were the places where the rubber met the road on that challenge? Well, yeah, I think it's because, well, I think there were a few things that, but I'll, I'll speak to me personally what, what it was is that I've been a trainer of these techniques for, you know, going on 11 years. And so Mm -hmm. I, you know, next weekend I got another training. And so I train people and I talk to them as a trainer. And I I think that there was too much that I just was coming across in that way, and that was – if I'd say that there was a struggle, it was that. It was that I was trying to say it in a language from somebody coming to a training and a workshop versus somebody reading a book. And um, yeah. that. And so when I got when I really got that over and over and over again that that's what I needed to focus on, it became easier. But yeah, that that was the hardest one when talking about techniques or do this and do that and here are some tools that I have. It really needed to be for the average person to listen to to be able to apply it for themselves without the you know without the aid of me standing there teaching them for you know twelve hours yeah and what what did you what what technique did you use, or how did you come back to that? How did you realize, oh wait, I'm doing the trainer thing again, hold on, I have to go back to my reader, yeah. Well, I would say that Kate was the, the um, my editor, who really just noticed that happening from time to time, and would you know gently ask like, "Does why is this here, and why is that there, and can you explain this and that?" and and conversations that I was able to have if I wanted to every week, and. Um, and when it beca- i mean just getting the explanation of why it is that we're doing it in that way then that certainly made it easier to do when you understand why you're doing it then it makes a lot of sense yeah you know i think a lot of people feel like editors are there to you know check grammar which obviously is a piece of the puzzle um yeah. but having someone who's going to keep your uh, keep their eye on your ideal reader for you and keep track of like, is this, is this book doing what we wanted it to do? Is this matching with the goals that we had for the book? It's easy when you're the one writing it to lose sight of that because all the information's in your head. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then have a person who, you know, is just there you know just asking just asking you to reflect on things and and you know like you said hold holding that higher higher vision of what what the what the book is intending to do and who it's intending to reach is yeah completely invaluable awesome all right well we just have a couple minutes left any final words of advice you would have for somebody who wants to write a book but hasn't been able to do it yet Yes, if you're listening to this, there's something about about writing a book that's intriguing that you that you feel you you may have a an inner author um and just really know how important it is, you know, 
you're someone is out there just waiting to read your pearls of wisdom, reading, just waiting to really listen to what you have to say. Um, you're going to be able to touch lives in ways that you there's no way that you can and meet people from around the world that there's no way you would have been able to without without a book and 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 don't give up and really reach out to reach out and have a chat with Angela and just just um I would say that um that that first call just makes the difference of of really getting an idea of what it is that you're actually providing cuz I don't think people really really get it they sort of like oh yeah this is like this book program and that's why I tell everyone just just call her just just set up a call with her um <laughs> you you just um you don't you don't know what you don't know and so but but hold hold the vision that you, that you are the person that's meant to write this book or the idea mm. would not be floating out there in the field and you wouldn't have thought of it so you're connecting with that for a reason. There are people that need to hear it. Be brave. Do some tapping. Do what you need to do and um, and get it done. And if you need to uh, tap with someone, reach out to Alina. She will hook you up with someone if it's not her. Or if you want to learn more about how to want sex again, you can go to alinafrank.com. Um, or head over to Amazon and search for How to Want Sex Again. We'll have all that in the show notes, and we will be back next week changing the world one book at a time. This has been another episode of Book Journeys Radio, where we're changing the world one book at a time. To find out more about how you can get your book written, published, and promoted, visit www.theauthorincubator.com.